Jason here. Hopefully, uh, everyone's uh, kicked off the day well. James is there. James, you're always on first, mate. Great to see. Always good there with a smiley face and a coffee. Welcome to Wealth Coffee Chat, folks. Good to see you back, James. Shout out to those who are returning, uh, the regulars who pop in to say good day each day and uh, touch base on uh, a few little chats about uh, uh, money, uh, specifically around the world of real estate. Alison's always here too, so it's great to see uh, a few of the regulars back as always. Good to see you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, anyone who's new, anyone who's finding this uh, by referral or stumbling across it, Jason Witten's my name. Been property investing uh, across Australia and New Zealand over 20 years, coaching property investors. Uh, over 18 years and uh, along the way, learned a few things, done a few deals, helped a lot of people, and each morning get together and uh, share a bit of that uh, wisdom of what we've learned with a few fabulous people. Uh, so welcome if you're new, and uh, welcome back if you're returning. Morning, Margaret. Morning, Graham. There's Andrew. Morning, mate. Stu. How are you, brother? Good to see you. Ah, there we go. All right, well, listen, uh, today I wanted to chat. Uh, yesterday we talked about land tax and um, had a bit of a yarn about uh, the idea of, you know, a little bit of a beat up in the media, you know, the, the Melbourne land tax, uh, the Melbourne land tax thresholds or um, uh, charges are proposed to go up, you know, a little bit of a, a little bit of a malarkey in the news, got uh, a bit of attention. But um, like I said yesterday, hey, hey, Roz, hey, Kevin. Um, like I said yesterday, land tax is very manageable uh, as a property investor uh, because you can purchase in different states around Australia. So I thought I'd sort of close the loop on the other taxes this morning that we have exposure to as property investors and maybe suggest a few ideas, a few things that we can um, we can use or do to manage the, the, the minimizing of those taxes, legal minimizing of those taxes. A very famous one-liner um, by Kerry Packer, one of Australia's most infamous um, uh, entrepreneurs, said if, um, if you're paying more tax than you should, you should have your head read. Um, and uh, there you go. So I'm not against taxes. Uh, you know, you're paying tax. It helps the economy. It helps the government. Uh, run the run the country. I'm just saying to people, manage the amount of tax. You don't have to pay more than you should, and that's what today is going to be all about. So I'll put my coffee down, or at least a few little uh, uh, tips about that one today. Now, as property investors, we're exposed to um, a number of taxes. Uh, you might call them duties. I'm going to sort of stand this side. The old camera is struggling to keep up today. Uh, might have to upgrade or change my cameras, but. Um, we're exposed to or um, have uh, the pleasure of paying these, uh, these four, and it's not limited to these four, but these are the four big ones that we're uh, exposed to as property investors. We need to understand a strategy, how to manage those and minimize those as we go through. Because if you think about our, our trajectory over here, and I'm just gonna go over here and put 20, 20 years, and we, and we talk about zero, okay? If, if we uh, had a look at it, and uh, you think about um, you think about twenty years of your income, let's say you're on a hundred thousand dollars, 
um, just if you're on 100K, um, and it, you added up how much tax you would pay in 20 years, 20 years, over this period of time, on average, that's about 25K, folks, just so you know. Um, that's about $25,000, 25K for a person on $100,000. Over 20 years, you would pay 500K. Check that out, King. $500,000, $500,000 in income tax, PAYG tax. Um, and if you were a property investor, let's say, right? Let, if you're a property investor, and uh, let's say you bought five properties, and on average, let's say on average, those properties were, um, you know, 20 grand of a pop in stamp duty, okay? $100,000, all right? That's, that, there's your stamps as you're going along. Now, for those who follow along with our strategies, land tax should be very low, okay? Land tax should be low, if not eliminated if you follow along. But let's just say, um, you know, you, you did well and your property land values went up. And let's say you had to pay $1,000 a year. That's 10K, oh, 20K over 20 years. Uh, and capital gains tax um, um, is only if you sell. And if you listen to what I talk about and you follow our strategies along, buy well, never sell uh, is an absolute mantra catch cry for me. For some of you sitting there right now and for some for newbies or whatever, or maybe some of you guys who've been investing for a while, maybe you've got a couple of pieces of rubbish in your portfolio. And yes, you know, uh, sometimes it's just good to clean that rubbish out because it's not going to get you to where you want to go fast enough and start again. Uh, but analyze that really sharply before you do that, okay? So um, as we go. But gang, look, check this out. You know, 600 and $20,000 in taxes. How do you guys feel about that? $620,000 in taxes over that period of time, um, you know, it, it being exposed to the, the tax system. Now, for us as property investors, how can we manage that? Well, let's talk about what that looks like. 620K um, as we go along today. So stamp duty gang, uh, we talked about that just, just uh, we talked about that yesterday. And uh, just quickly, that's Australia, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I know some of you are going, what? It looks, that's hideous. Um, you know, however, um, that's my best go. And I'll put Tasmania on there because not to leave Tasmania out. Um, each state has different uh, stamp duty calculations, gang. Different stamp duty calculations. And some of them can range quite uh, drastically, okay, drastically when it comes to the uh, expense of stamp duty. So check them out. Some states are more expensive than others, and you want to make sure you get a return on that stamp duty expense, okay? Now, we talked yesterday uh, about the idea that you can minimize stamp duty by buying um, land and building, okay? Now, on average, that is a 50% discount, 50% on average across Australia, the same price property, 500, 600,000 uh, around Australia. On average at, at this moment in time, 
You buy land for 250 and you build a house for 250 at the bottom end of the budget range. Okay, so this, uh, this is a good strategy if you're, you're a bit skinny on the money. Um, you've got to make sure the flip side is, gang, the flip side is, certainly with house and land, I don't want to, um, I won't dive deep into it today. I might do another one. But the land and build, you've got to make sure your construction takes a short period of time or the interest on the land and the construction, if it takes like 6, 12 months, 18 months to build, the, the, the saving on the land, gone, useless, all right? Okay, so think about that as you go along. So again, stamp duty, look at each, uh, each of the states. Sometimes they've got uh, good uh, quality stamp duty. For uh, an example, at the moment, Victoria has a 50% reduction in stamp duty for brand new properties. So that's great, imagine that. Um, off the plan down here, you get half price stamp duty in Victoria, <laughs> happy days. On the flip side, they're trying to grab you know, that luxury buyer, that luxury owner of an investment for land tax into the future. So think about that as you go as a property investor, that's how you can manage the stamp duty, looking at different states uh, and different styles of building to get your property portfolio going. Land tax, we talked about that yesterday, remember? And it's just the quick refresher for those listening in today who, who weren't here yesterday, go back and just have a quick look at the land tax thing. Each of these states, if you purchased five properties, let's say you bought five properties in Western Australia, you would pay a lot of land tax. You'd be above the land tax threshold. You put it in one entity, your name or a company or a trust or whatever it might be. You'd be above the the land tax threshold and you would pay land tax, okay? Uh, and probably about eight to $12,000 of land tax, depending on where you are in Australia, for five investment properties, okay? So, but if we bought one in WA, uh, one in Victoria, uh, one in New South Wales, one in ACT, one in Queensland, um, then we would pay zero land tax, okay? So we can get our land tax to zero, and with stamps, we can reduce it sometimes up to 50%. Now, if you're looking at our saving here, gang, you're looking at our saving over 20 years, we're starting to now make, keep money in our pocket. And gang, this is the story, this is the drill. It's not about how much you make, it's about how much you keep, okay? A lot of people can make a lot of money. I know people who are making a million dollars a year, right, in their business, and they've just got no tax management going on and they're paying 500 grand a year out in taxes, okay? Now, uh, I can tell you uh, that hurts when you look, at the, you look at the paperwork, but for most people, there's a bit of effort, there's a bit of strategy, there's a bit of planning for tax minimization, gang, okay? Capital gains tax, I say this all the time, uh, how do you pay zero capital gains tax? Anyone know, anyone know? Well, you never sell, never, never buy well, never sell. Uh, you don't pay capital gains tax unless you sell something. There's, a, there's an idea. And uh, uh, for you guys who are listening in, haven't heard me before, in the future, um, and I know, you can't, I, mean, I know you might not be able to feel or see it now, but in the future, 20, 25 years you own a property, you bought it for five or $600,000 down here, that property is worth a million, million two, million five, um, your debt is now 
300, your value is now 1.5 million. And I talked about this the other day, either equity arbitrage or equity cash flow, you can endlessly, endlessly use equity if you've got enough, uh, enough gap in your uh, costs to value ratio, completely 100% tax-free. You will never pay tax again if your equity is large enough down here, you can live off equity in perpetuity for the rest of your life. That's one way you can do it, gang, all right? So capital gains tax, think about this. In your personal place of residence, your PPR, you'll pay zero capital gains tax. Um, there, there you go. Um, yeah, check that out. And listen, gang, a lot of people go, oh, I, I, I couldn't see something you know, worth you know, a, a $1.2 million. You know what I, I'd love? I don't know if you know the address of that, Alison. Tell me the address and I'll look it up on RP Data because I guarantee someone bought it 20 years ago for $67,000. That's what I guarantee. Guarantee. Unbelievable. It's just mad, okay? That's stuff's going to happen, gang. It, time marches on in 20 or 30 years' time. If you buy something good, if you buy rubbish, this won't apply. If you buy something good in a great quality location, a great city, in 20 or 30 years' time, your property will do very, very well, as long as you maintain and manage along the way. We've talked about that before. Right, your own, your own home, zero, zero capital gains tax. So I talk about the three, um, the three upgrade. Over 30 years, upgrade your personal place of residence two to three times capital gains tax-free. Uh, the other place you can have uh, a low and zero capital gains tax is in uh, super, okay, in retirement. So when you retire over here, okay, um, it can be zero, okay. Capital gains tax, if you own assets in super, can be at zero. Um, and capital gains tax, you can minimize capital gains tax by owning it in your personal name or a company trust. After 12 months, 12 months, you get a 50% discount. You reduce, you only pay tax on 50% of the gain uh, in your own name uh, and or a trust if it's done well after 12 months for an investment. Now, um, we're not gonna dive deep into that one today, but just keep an ear on that one. Also, ladies and gentlemen, this one's for the business owners out there. Business owners, if you qualify, you can sell your business or a property that you run your business from up for up to $2 million capital gains tax-free. Two million bucks capital gains tax-free business owners. So any business owners listening in and you haven't thought of having a strategy for, um, oh shit, you know, maybe I should buy a, 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 an office or a, uh, an industrial shed or a commercial premises one day. Yes, you should. Okay, and uh, it depends on where you are, whether you need to put it in one way or another, but that's a strategy question. Give us a shout out if you wanna understand what that looks like. And income tax, income tax, right? If you're paying, if you're on 100K, you're paying $25,000 a year, okay? What you need, depending on the quality of these properties, four, to five properties, which are new, will reduce your tax, uh, your income tax down to approximately, 
5%. So instead of paying 37.5%, who would, who would like to pay 5%? So gang, remember when we did this math here, over 20 years, if you've got a tax reduction strategy going on and you manage that well, instead of paying 620, imagine paying only 150 over 20 years. So you put back in your pocket $400,000, And it's about how much you keep. Because I say this all the time, most of us can afford to invest, but we're not organized financially well enough, financially well enough, not organized well enough to invest because we don't know how, okay? Okay, most of us have got money, but someone else is taking it before you put it to use for yourself, okay? And I've talked about that one before. So hopefully that makes sense, gang. There's four main taxes we have to manage. And if we can reduce our tax over 20 years as a property investor from 600 to 100, 150, and put the rest in our pocket or the rest of it funds our wealth, isn't that a much smarter way to go, okay? And that's my question for you. Anyway, uh, hopefully that makes sense, gang. Hopefully that was useful for you guys today. Um, and um, yeah, Graham said he's looking at moving a commercial property from personal into the company name. Yeah, and Graham, go chat to one of the financial advisors, Graham, because there is a little strategy, a smart strategy potentially uh, for moving your commercial property into your super, if it's appropriate, uh, because it's an excellent, like just an amazing strategy for the right person, okay? For the right person. So um, just go, go ask that question. If you don't have a good financial planner, Graham, reach out. I've got an absolute legend of a one, Andy Fenton, um, who you could chat to if you need to um, as you go. Um, yeah. Um, uh, Heidi said, moving it from one entity to another will incur capital gains tax. Potentially, Heidi, depends on how it's structured, depends on um, all sorts of things. But yes, moving it from one entity without a strategy and without some planning uh, will incur capital gains tax and um, uh, capital gains tax and stamp duty, gang. So that's you've got to be careful of that. And uh, um, good, good uh, suggestion. Riley, Riley McNeese there. This is one of our awesome, amazing uh, coaches and support team members. Riley, good to see you on this morning, mate, and uh, supporting the crew. Um, there you go. Anyway, done and dusted, gang. I think I've gone on for a bit long this morning, but hopefully that made sense. <laughs> Most of you are still here. Okay, we've got to manage our taxes, all right? And uh, you pay them on your, you pay them on your terms, your terms. All right, you know, manage this well. All right, so um, uh, it's not about how much you um, how much you make. It's about how much you keep. Okay, it's about how much you keep. Uh, Kellyanne, uh, the uh, Andy's. It's Andy Fenton from Fenton Financial. Okay, um, and um, so if you just search Andy Fenton from Fenton Financial. Kellyanne, only works with business owners. So uh, as long as you're a business owner, he'll take you on as a client or you've got to be a, a decent level of client. 
um, for turnover and stuff like that. If you are a PAYG, you, you've got a job. Kellyanne, I've got another financial planner that I would refer you to. So um, just uh, if, you, if you get stuck, Kellyanne, just hit me up and, and flick me a message. All right, gang. Uh, done and dusted. Wealth Coffee Chat. Over and out. Uh, you guys keep being awesome. And uh, enjoy the rest of your day, Tuesday, May 18. Done and dusted. Later, gang. Have a great one. Have an awesome day. Adios. Thanks, James. Thank you.